and welcome to the inaugural episode of Shining the Light, the podcast dedicated to sending out the marvelous light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Dane Edmondson. Here with me is my co-host, Brian Wise, lead pastor at Community Baptist Church of Richmond. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, thank you, Dane. We're very excited to be starting this podcast. I wanted to take some time during our first episode to first introduce ourselves and then introduce the Bible and uh, talk about uh, Jesus. I'll go ahead and introduce myself first, and then uh, I'll let Brian introduce himself. Like I said, my name's uh, Dane Edmondson. I'm 27 years old. I live here in Richmond with my uh, wife of going on four years, Kate, and then we have a uh, two-year-old, Olivia. I work a day job, and I am an author part-time. And as far as my salvation testimony, I was saved just about a year ago, a little over a year ago. Uh, I'd been searching for a church for a long time. I hadn't really known much about the Bible, but I know I knew something was missing in my life. So we, we looked around at a, a lot of different churches and finally came to Community Baptist. And when I heard, you know, the true word just right out of Scripture, it was just uh, really showed me that, that I was a sinner and that, you know, I needed to repent. And so one Sunday in November, I went to my knees and I just uh, repented of my sins to God and accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, you know, all I can say is that just I could feel in that moment that I had um, received uh, the gift of salvation and eternal life. So uh, from that time on, I've been uh, growing in my faith, and this podcast is, is one such step of, of growing in that faith, um, being able to uh, help share the gospel with uh, a lot of different people. Brian, if you want to. I always love hearing how people have come to faith in Christ. And I'm Brian Wise, and I'm 42 years old, living here in Richmond. I have a wife, Ginger. We have three daughters, Emma, Sophie, and Lola. Been in Richmond since 2006. I was uh, brought up in the home of a pastor. My dad was a pastor, and so I was born in Missouri. My dad was a pastor in Montana and in Wisconsin, and uh, I came to f- faith in Christ as a as a child, and I was surrounded by the teaching of the gospel uh, through church, through Sunday school teachers, through my family devotions, uh, just spend, spending time in the, the Word around our kitchen table, listening to the radio. Uh, there was a lot of programs that I listened to. And uh, really digested the the messages that uh, were coming from Scripture. So I, I remember a day when I, my mom was in the kitchen, and I, I went to her. And my heart was just burdened with, "I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to die. I'm not ready for Christ to return." And I knew that I was a sinner. And my mom opened the Word of God, and she led me to faith in Christ. And that was a long time ago. And I uh, followed the Lord in, in baptism sometime later. And I uh, just really have been growing in Christ ever since. And, and um, I praise Him for His grace and His mercy and His forgiveness. And that He will never give up uh, what He began. Um, I was called to full-time service, I believe, uh, as a teenager at youth camp. And God really moved in my heart through uh, times in, in missions conferences and then going away to youth camp where you just get away for a week. And I, I remember uh, being just called by God to do whatever he wanted me to do. And I surrendered to the Lord. I surrendered to go wherever he wants me to go and to do whatever he wanted me to do. 
And uh, God really worked in my heart growing up to to serve. I love to serve. And I saw what my dad went through in ministry. And there was always a need of others to serve and just be faithful. And, and I really had a passion for that. And um, I graduated from Baptist Bible College in Springfield, Missouri, 1994. Um, and just recently I finished my master's, my master's of divinity through Liberty University. Uh, just graduated from there, finished that up in the end of 2013, and I've um, just been growing in Christ uh, throughout my life. The first church that we worked at was in Illinois as a youth pastor, and there's always been seasons in my life when God has uh, seen fit to test me and to uh, test my wife after we were married. And when I graduated, there, were, there was no place for me to go, and I worked for Greyhound Bus Lines, and I was in management, and I went to Kansas City. God opened a door there after we were married to, to help in a college ministry of a church. And from there, he opened the door to go to Illinois. We served there for five years. And um, then after that, we, we served uh, in, at uh, Heritage in Sterling Heights, Michigan. I was a youth pastor there for about four years. And then God opened the door to come here to community in Richmond in uh 2006, Easter Sunday 2006 is when we began our ministry here, and we have seen the gospel uh, do an amazing work, the word of God just go out and see people like Dane and like others just come to faith in Christ, and it is just absolutely incredible, so it's exciting, I'm uh, anticipating what God's going to do through this uh, podcast ministry as we're able to just... Uh, tackle various questions and, and different topics and try to do our best to deliver the gospel in a way that people can identify with and understand and um, engage in, in our prayers that, the, that you come to know Christ, to follow him, and to love him. Thanks, Brian. That was a powerful testimony. Now that we've introduced ourselves, uh, we wanted to bre discuss briefly the purpose of this show and uh, kind of why we started it. Um, I approached Brian with the idea for this podcast after my first evangelism experience this summer. The experience of interacting with a passerby at the local festival, uh, Good Old Days here in Richmond, really made me realize how many misconceptions existed about about the Bible. It inspired me to begin writing a book, which is in production right now, that kind of deals with the biblical basics of sin and salvation. But on a more broad scale, I realized the need for truth in a world full of lies, false messages, and misconceptions. So using my previous experience producing a podcast, I approached Brian with the idea for a positive podcast that would uh, delve into the Bible and kind of relate it to the lives of people around the world. Podcasting is a relatively inexpensive way to reach hundreds, perhaps even thousands of people. One particular verse in scripture that seems to sum up, in my mind, part of the reason we're doing this is in Colossians 1, verse 28 and 29. And I'm just going to read that right now. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Brian and I started this show to spread the light of the gospel so that man may be warned and also better educated about the gospel. So what we're going to do each week is we're basically going to pick a topic and discuss it in depth. We're going to start with the basics of the Bible and then move on to more narrow topics in the future, uh, talking about various sins, such as lying, theft, murder. With each topic, uh, we'll 
we'll always be talking about what the Bible says about that topic. It's not going to be our opinion. It's not going to be our experiences, anecdotal evidence. It's going to be what the Bible says about that topic. So if you're measuring our message or if you're fact-checking our message, the only book you need to have in front of you is the Bible because we're always going to be referring back to that book. You know, we're not here to convince people of the truth. We're here to share the gospel, and the truth will speak for itself. You know, we as men, we're just men. We don't have the power to change the hearts and minds of people. But the Word of God can and does have the power to change the hearts and minds of, of people all around the world. And so we as Christians, we're called to share the gospel with all people. Now, the reason that both Brian and I are on the show is that I'll be acting as kind of the host and producer, lining up the guests and questions and managing the show. Um, I'll also be acting as a proxy for the average church member, so questions that average church members might ask, I'll, I'll be uh, bringing up. I don't have as much scholarly knowledge of the Bible as Brian, so that's my intention. And it'll differ from like one of Brian's Wednesday or Sunday sermons, because it won't be just him talking at the pulpit. It'll be more of a discussion back and forth designed to clarify the gospel and relate it to the lives of those listening. So. We will have guests on the show as well, uh, both in our uh, recording studio and uh, through Skype. Some will be subject matter experts. Otherwise, others will have a unique testimony regarding the topic of that week. So, for example, we might uh, invite a guest on to discuss their experience with legalism firsthand, or we might have a representative of Judaism on to discuss Judaism and so we can compare it to Christianity. Or we might have one of the other pastors um, come on the show. Speaking of the other pastors, Dane, Community was founded in 1962, and, and the real reason that the church was founded, there was about 50 believers who wanted to fellowship in a place that returned to the faithful preaching of the word. And I'm only the fourth pastor in this ministry over better than 50 years. And the first Sunday that I was here, and I was called in, in Easter 2006, just there on the floor of, of the church before the congregation, I... I gave out a call that I believed God placed on my heart, and I invited all of the members, all of the people that were there, to, to really lock arms with us and partner in ministry, and I, and I said this, to reach the world from Richmond. And nearly that's nearly a decade ago, but we're seeing it, and this is kind of an answer to my prayer and call that was given out. Our purpose statement is we... We uh, want to glorify God. We want to reach people for Jesus Christ. We want to connect them with other believers to equip them to grow in their faith and, and serve Him, to serve the Lord. One of the scripture verses that has really kind of permeated our ministry here is it comes from the last book in the, in the New Testament, the last book in the Bible. It's come, it comes from Revelation. And John, the Apostle John, was exiled. He was being, he was in a time of persecution. No doubt it was a deep valley that he was in. And as he was exiled on the Isle of Patmos, Revelation 1 9 says, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos. And here's why for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And that last phrase has been a phrase that we've embraced as a church for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And I think that scripture really sums up what we intend to do through 
each podcast, we want people to know that we say with John the Apostle, we're for the Word, we're for the Word of God, and for the testimony of Jesus Christ, and how we can proclaim that Word, and proclaim the testimony of Christ, that is truly what we want to do. And um, Matthew 5.16 is when Jesus said to his followers, he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And so, Dane, that's really what we want to do is just to let our light shine, let the light of the gospel shine from here in Richmond to wherever this signal will go so that men and women and young people will come to know and embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I do believe that does, in fact, bring glory to the Father in heaven. So we want to keep this... We want to keep this podcast positive. We don't want to be hateful. We'll not be hateful toward people. We realize there will be people who disagree with us. Uh, We don't want to come across at all hateful or condescending in any way. We do want to be helpful as we shine the light of the gospel. So we'll have open discussions, and we'll see who God allows for us to interview with. And uh, we're not just going to give our opinion, but we are going to do our best to just deliver, here's what the Word of God says, and this is what it means, and then we have to do the work of applying that to our lives. So I think now that we've kind of introduced the show and talked about the ministry and introduced ourselves, we should probably get to the most important question of the day, and that is, uh, what is the Bible? Well, we can begin by uh, saying that the Bible is the inspired and errant Word of God. It is God-breathed. It is authoritative. Uh, This means that God, through the Holy Spirit, literally breathed the word, scholars wrote. God breathed it out, and men wrote it down. It's an important aspect, because as, as we were given the word of God, the word of God bears the characteristics of the writers. So when Paul the Apostle writes, it's different. It reflects his personality, differing from Peter or from James, the half-brother of Jesus. The Apostle Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, and he says this, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped, for every good work. So Paul there is speaking all scripture, and that includes the Old Testament and the New Testament, is given by inspiration of God. Literally, God breathed out his word, and men wrote it down. In Second uh, Peter, Peter writes, Second Peter chapter 1, in verses 20 and 21, Peter gives us where the word of God comes from. He says, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So the Word of God, Peter is saying, did not come from, whether it be Paul or 
Peter, or as I mentioned, James, the half-brother of our Lord, they didn't go into a room and, and become inspired of their own doing. As we think of someone who writes a poem, and they, we, we, we might say, oh, they were inspired, or that, that poem inspires me. They were taken like a ship with sails, and the wind carries it along. That is the Spirit of God moving them, carrying them along, God breathed out his word, and men wrote it down. And so we have a record of the word of God. We have the scriptures, and uh, we believe it to be authoritative. We love the word of God, and we embrace the word of God. We just want to do our best to be faithful, to declare it the best way we possibly can. It's also important to mention that the Bible is internally consistent, that there's no there's no um, mistakes in Scripture. I know I see it quite often where people will say, well, this verse and this verse, they don't have the same testimony or they don't match. A lot of times referring to the Gospels where they, they may, may not have the same angle, the same view about a certain topic. Um, can you maybe touch on inerrant um, nature of the Bible? Yeah, there's there's some who at a, at a first glance may say, well, you know, there's an apparent contradiction. Maybe the Gospel of John doesn't include the birth narrative, so is that, is that an inconsistency in Scripture? But it's not that perspective or that thought is not taken into account that each writer was writing to an audience, and they also had a perspective that they wanted to communicate to that audience. So just as you would have various reporters on a scene of an event or a sporting event, and they would, they would write, well, the, the writer of a, a ladies magazine would not be looking at the, the sporting event from the exact same angle, perhaps, because of her audience, the people that she, that she is targeting, or from someone who's writing to children, and they're, they're, they're writing about the sporting event. They're going to have a focus but they're, re they're all recording the same event, but they have an idea of, but who am I writing to? What is important to this particular group of people, whether it be writing to Jewish people, writing to Gentiles, and, and what is their understanding of creation? What is their understanding the, of the origination of the world? And what is their understanding of, of, of God and how he would uh, redeem people? So each of the writers in Scripture, God uses their personalities. He uses them in conveying the same truth. But they are, uh, you take, for instance, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. They conveying the gospel of Jesus Christ from four different perspectives. Now, some people listening to the show might not be Christians. So I guess kind of one of the questions I wanted to ask you is kind of what sets Christianity apart from other religions? Why in a world where there's a religion for just about everything, and in India I think there's thousands of different gods and stuff, why should someone believe that Christianity is the true path to eternity? Well, at the outset, that sounds might be perceived as arrogant to say that there's only one that is true and the rest are not. And yeah, I guess if I was making that claim, that would be arrogant. But what we are doing, as we said earlier, we are merely stating what Scripture says. And in John chapter 14, 
Jesus speaks, and so we have a record of what he said. And uh, when you look at all the other religions in the world, most religions, Islam, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness organization, they have a respect for Jesus. So when Jesus speaks, we believe that he carries authority in what he says. And so when Jesus makes a truth claim, then we believe what Jesus said. And whether or not other people believe all that he said or not, uh, we cannot make that decision for them. But in John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus answers uh, that Thomas, he's commonly known as Doubting Thomas, wondering how Jesus will keep the promise to, that his followers will, will be reunited with him. And he talks about preparing a place for them. And Thomas doesn't have a clue what he's talking about. Lord, he says in John fourteen five, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Verse 6 of John 14, Jesus said to him, now here's the truth claim. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we take Jesus at his word that we follow Christ because he said there's no other way to the Father except through him. One other thing to add to this is that Jesus would have merely been another man if he would have made that claim and then died and remained buried, remained dead. But in fact, he didn't. He rose from the dead and his tomb is empty and people visit there in Jerusalem to, to see the place where our Lord walked and where they believe he was buried. And Christianity could have been immediately dispensed with if they be the Jewish leaders or the Roman leaders, would have just produced the body. And there's no explanation for a smattering of men called disciples that were often failures when Jesus was walking with them and in their presence. What changed them when Jesus was gone? And men who ran scared in the night, the night of his betrayal, suddenly on the same day, the day of Pentecost, stood boldly before thousands and proclaimed Christ crucified, buried, risen, and coming again. And that is the gospel. And what changed those men? That's what a, a skeptic has to deal with. How did those men, when Jesus was physically with them, with all the miracles, all he did, sight to the blind, raised the dead, walked on water, fed 5,000, how did they have so much doubt when he was physically with them but when he was gone from them, they became men who God used to change the world. There has to be an explanation for that. The explanation is the gospel. The Holy Spirit came that Jesus promised. And there is another difference, Dane, that separates true Christianity from really every other religion in the world. Mm -hmm. And that is... Every other religion will give you a system. They will give you a, a works-based, if you will. Here's the things you need to do. Uh, you need to make a pilgrimage. You need to go through periods of fasting. You need to pray this way this many times. You need to observe this feast day. You need to, all of these things of do. And, and then there's things that you cannot do. You cannot drink this certain thing. You cannot touch this other thing. There's certain meats. You can't eat that. You can't 
and they have these these rules to follow. Here's your clothing. This is what you have to wear. You know th these type of things, and then that leader will say, and that's the way. That's the way to to what they describe or they deem to be uh, salvation or some form of resurrection or a life in the hereafter. But when the Apostle Paul uh, writes to the Ephesians in Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9, this is what he says. He explains how someone uh, comes to faith in Christ. How, how are we saved? How are we born again is a term that Jesus used in John chapter 3, verse 3. And Paul writes in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, he says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. So salvation, true salvation, cannot be earned. It cannot be merited. It's not dependent on what family you're born into. It's not contingent upon your level of education. It's not connected to your net worth. It's not connected to how much you give. Our salvation, the message of the gospel, what God offers to humanity, he himself paid the price that our sin required. Through Christ's death on the cross, God's grace is, is able to be given to a fallen people. That's us. And, um, and Paul writes to the Romans, Romans 6.23, he says, For the wages of sin is death. And if that verse was to end right there, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. We'd be doing anything other than, if the wages of sin is death, we all know that we will die. Many times people do not contemplate, but why do we die? Well, there's your answer. The wages of sin. And we're all sinners. We get what we deserve. It's death. But the verse, Romans 6.23, continues on and Paul says, But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we get what we deserve, and that is death. But God gives us what we don't deserve. That's Jesus. And through Jesus, he is able to offer eternal life to anyone, anywhere, who will admit they are a sinner, believe that Jesus Christ died for them, the sinless Son of God, took their place on the cross, laid down his life so that we could go free, and they will call upon him, give him your heart, your life, and he will save you. That's the promise of God. Romans 10.13 For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's all that we have time for this week. So thank you for listening to this inaugural episode of Shining the Light. We're going to close with a prayer, but before we do, I want to mention that you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. And Twitter, our tag is at CBC Podcast. Or you can email us uh, anytime with your questions and comments at uh, podcast at cbcrichmond.com. I just want to mention this is a ministry of Community Baptist Church. Uh, if you're listening to this show through iTunes, we ask that you please rate the podcast. 
so that we can reach even more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, God bless. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to just engage with an audience that we may or may not meet. And we thank you, Lord, most of all for uh, the Savior, Jesus, who came and laid down his life so that we could go free. God, I pray that you will uh, use our words, proclaiming your word uh, from right here all the way around the world, and draw men and women to yourself, that they will find hope, life, forgiveness, grace, and mercy in the only place it can be found, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.